information for that annual review. Um, specifically, picking up some literature to get me back into the groove as I've pretty much done the analysis. Uh, I just need to write up. Uh, I've also got the structure, pretty much set out the intention for the structure of writing. So, really in a good place to go for that final annual review. Um, so, I'm quite happy the books I got. I actually got like a little pocket guide from Oxford Blackwell's, uh, what are they called? Blackwell Libraries? It's not a library, it's a bookshop. Yeah, the Blackwell Bookshop. I'm there. I just get lost for hours picking what I want. So, yeah, I picked up a little guide to help you deal with your PhD because um, I realized that I need to get back into the process, you know, just not assume it's all done and dusted and make sure I'm ready for the administrative burden of actually submitting and all that stuff. Uh, but I also got a dictionary for reading Heidegger as I've just finished reading Husserl's ideas because I'm using uh, phenomenological methods quite heavily in my work and obviously everyone's going to challenge me on using you know, subjective data which is not that uncommon in, in the fields I'm interested in but you know outside of that it's almost like sometimes equated to self-report descriptions and descriptions um, and then interpretations that you try and remove more and more assumptions that you get closer and closer to what the essence of an idea is as an object of, of consciousness and then that process of being uh, conscious of an object
his ending dose is pretty much the stereotypical hero's journey from Joseph Campbell's uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, uh, where there is, uh, you know, the status quo, you have a call to adventure, then you uh, have someone to help you out on a few little adventure, uh, pre-adventures or even trials, then, you know, actually getting to, to the main adventure crisis where, you know, you, you may not be successful, there's, uh, you know, dragon maybe that you won't be able to slay, uh, but then you actually are successful, and then when you're successful you go back to the status quo where you, you yourself, you're actually changed. So that cyclical process is something that Joseph Campbell is known to have uncovered uh, as, a, as a common structure in a lot of myths and mythology. So I've actually got the book now and I'm listening to that as an audiobook just to see where it comes from. I'm checking the, the criticism about it. Um, as, as I've said, you know, this will be an overfitting. So I think the way that I would then write it up is that there will be the varieties of, of, of journeys because mine is about problematizing and finding raising questions um, this PhD is not about offering solutions that much but really well formalizing questions and I think I would always set out to find a common theme but then not shy away from highlighting where variety seems to be the norm because for some reason that, that is seen as kind of not being scientific if, but that's only if you're just trying to use stats where you're trying to find averages and base uh, your work on that and that's fine at some point uh, you know, it's a different kind of inquiry this one is about problematizing finding whether there is such a thing as, as a common common experience in uh, choosing where to live and then that's the object of interest and then the process, the pathological experience, I'm more interested then in what it's like to make decisions under uncertainty, because choosing where to live is fundamentally uncertain, because you can't imagine all the variables, you can't know all of the, all of the ways that your life's going to pan out after you move. Um, obviously, there are more uncertain aspects, I'm not saying that, you know, it's like the most uncertain decisions you're decision you're going to make in your life, but it was chosen because it also, you know, place is a very subjective thing, so you can actually study more the process rather than get stuck in, you know, how the object itself influences the, the study. So, uh, a bit of the trivial and a bit of the, the deep there. So, the initial introduction to my findings chapter would highlight the hero's journey, you know, these participants, then what I've explored is uh, filtering the themes that I've got, so uh, the themes, filtering them with the main theme of the inquiry, of the, of the thesis, so the themes uh, that were explored in the, the interviews are around place identity and place attachment uh, as concepts that sometimes overlap, but I've basically figured out, you know, what dis what's distinctive is that uh, place identity sometimes can have a negative aspect in that it creates insiders, you know, because we're proud to have this sense of confidence being from somewhere, but that's often 
borrowing from Gary Klein's expert intuition eliciting technique where you go back to a few critical instances I would get them back to you know what about this move was that rational what about this move was that rational and they go you know yes tell me more and they go no how did you make it so um, these things I think what the filtering theme would be rationality, so kind of um, how you have a chorus in the repetitive lyrics in a song, you know, main theme, I think that's just the way that I think it would be good to see rationality as um, intersecting with the other themes, because currently there are other books and publications that are coming out that try, are trying to justify you know, lots of uh, ways of making decisions as being rational if you just look at them purely from the, you know, does it align with the goals of the person, the individual, from the first person perspective, you know, compared to the, the bias, you know, the, the, the view that we're biased if we make irrational decisions that came from canon. So I'm trying to, I'll be trying to highlight, you know, in what, in what sense could identity be seen as a, as a rational thing, in what sense could it be seen as rational, in what sense could place attachment be seen as rational or irrational, and in what sense can priorities be rational or irrational, and then the interplay, you know, in what sense could uh, we see the rationality in seemingly rational uh, mental tools, you know, like rules of thumb, emotions, subjectivities, Relationships with others and uh, 
discussion we already discussed with the with the supervisory team that in my discussion chapter there will be uh, a chunk that will be devoted to free will and to what extent these decisions are participants um, were free to make you know because they say they make decisions but how much was it in their hands versus you know circumstances relationships with others uh, but obviously it's not a Because they're not supervising me, but it's been the same uh, for that 